Hello everyone and welcome back to the third episode of my true crime podcast where we talk about famous serial killers and true crime cases and not so famous or well-known true crime cases and today we will be talking about the gypsy rose blanchard case um at first i'll be giving some backstory like i always do and then we'll be getting right into the case um gypsy rose oh my oh my god my throat anyway gypsy grew up with her mother dd blanchard making claims about her health that resulted in a series of dire diagnosis um and medical interventions uh gypsy was born on july 27th 1991 in golden meadow la um when she was a baby Dee Dee started to claim that her daughter had sleep apnea. Then when she was eight, Dee Dee described her as suffering from leukemia and muscular dystrophy. And she also said that she required a wheelchair and a feeding tube, which started the time in Gypsy's life where she needed a wheelchair wherever she went and the permanent feeding tube. The list of illnesses that she quote-unquote had in that... um, Dee Dee did make up because it was later found out that Gypsy was perfectly healthy. She was a perfectly healthy um, woman. Uh, the illnesses were, le- some of them, because there's a long list. They were leukemia, asthma, vision impairment, hearing impairment, muscular dystrophy, and seizures. Uh, because of this, uh, she was dis- she was prescribed tons of medications. And she also had to sleep using a breathing machine. Um... Also, Gypsy had to go through multiple surgeries, such as procedures on her eyes, removal of her salivary glands, and Gypsy's teeth rotted. Um, We're not really sure why, but it is theorized to be because of her medication, specifically her uh, seizure medication, her missing salivary glands, or neglect, and because of this, they were pulled. Um, in fact, Gypsy could walk. Uh, she didn't have cancer and also didn't need a feeding tube. And to give off the look that Gypsy did have cancer, uh, her mother would shave her head to give the illusion that, you know, she was going through chemotherapy. Because if you guys don't know, cancer doesn't make you lose your hair. Uh, chemotherapy makes you lose your hair. So she gave off, she shaved her head to, you know, give off the illusion that she was going to chemotherapy and that she did have cancer. Um, experts believe that Dee Dee had suffered from a, um, from a syndrome called Mockinson syndrome by proxy, uh, which, um, made her fabricate Gypsy's illness in order to receive attention and sympathy for taking care of a sick child, which is basically what it is. Um, Mockinson syndrome is where a person likes to receive praise and glory for taking care of a sick child and... You know, that's what she was doing by fabricating her uh, illnesses, Gypsy's illnesses. Um, When they did go to the doctor, the medical test often showed inconclusive or, you know, they contradicted results regarding Gypsy's diagnoses or her, you know, what she was going through. And because of this, many doctors would say like, oh, you know, you're saying she has cancer, but... I'm not seeing anything in these tests saying that she has cancer. Dee Dee would stop seeing the doctor. They would, she would switch doctors uh, who would question her daughter's ailments and anything going on with her daughter. Um, but 
many caregivers <coughs> did go along with what Dee Dee wanted. And there goes my lovely dog. We love her. Her name's Lola. Um, someone did come upstairs. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, going back into what I was saying, many caregivers went along with what Dee Dee wanted. And you're probably wondering, why did she do that? Like, if the tests are inconclusive and they're not saying what her uh, Dee Dee is saying, um, they're not matching up with the diagnosis, why are you going along with it? Um, and it's because Dee Dee was, you know, charming. And she had nurses training. So because of this, you may be wondering, nurses training, what does it have to do with anything? She was a nurse. So because of this, she could accurately describe symptoms. So she could say certain symptoms to go with a certain illness so that, you know, she'd be like, okay, I want my daughter to have, you know, this illness. So I'm going to tell them she's feeling this, this, and this. So that when they, you know, listen to all that, they'll be like, oh, so we think you have the illness that Dee Dee's thinking of. And to even play the role that Gypsy does have these illnesses she would give gypsies certain medications to mimic conditions to even sell the part even more that she was going through this and like i said Didi was charming and as we know that charming people do get away with a lot of things um surprisingly like we were talking about in the ted bundy case he did go get a get away with a lot of things because he was seen as charming and could talk his way out of anything um when gypsy started to talk dd told her not to volunteer any information during their appointments even so that uh, they had the system uh, dd would always hold gypsy's hand um and she would squeeze it whenever she wanted gypsy to be quiet she was like shut up miss ma'am you're talking too much you need to relax on the information you're giving out basically a way or form of communication without really talking to let her know that you need to be quiet um it's like when you were at church and your mom gave you that look like she was like you know you need to you need to be quiet and calm down we're in church um but you know Dee Dee was always retelling gypsy's quote-unquote real medical history and Dee Dee had told Gypsy's father, uh, Rod Blanchard, that their daughter had a chromosomal disorder that led to her many health issues. And because Rod wasn't around um, a lot, uh, they weren't together anymore, he complimented her and showed her gratitude for taking care of Gypsy because he thought she had had all these um, medical issues, which, you know, if I was, you know... If my child had all these issues and their father was taking care of them and doing the utmost best he could for them, I would do the exact same thing Rod was doing. I'd be like, thank you so much. Because it's hard taking care of a sick child. And so when some of Didi's family noticed that Gypsy didn't seem to need the wheelchair and they started asking questions, they moved away. They hightailed it out of there. They did not spend a second there. They didn't want, you know, Didi didn't want her whole operation to get busted. And uh, Dee Dee had claimed to be a victim of Hurricane Katrina. So she and Gypsy received assistance to relocate from Louisiana to Missouri in 2005. 
aware um specifically in Springville, Missouri, um their house was built by Habitat for um humanity in 2008. It was painted pink and had a wheelchair ramp for Gypsy. Um Dee Dee continued to ring Gypsy to her doctor's appointments, of course. And because of this, Hurricane Katrina also provided an excuse for miss- missing medical files because, you know, Hurricane Katrina was an absolute um, travesty. And as, you know, Gypsy got older, you know, teenagers are hard to control. Um, that was still the case. She was, Dee Dee wanted to claim that she was sick still. And as she got older it was hard to uh, control gypsy and control the narrative and um after their house was built gypsy and Dee had received benefits including charity sponsored visits to concerts and disney world and the whole time Dee was basking in the attention she received from being a devoted caretaker and a mother Fast forward, um, Gypsy's 14, and she went to go see a neurologist in Missouri who came to the belief that she was a victim of Munchinson's. De- Munchinson's. I have no clue. I have no clue how to pronounce that. Um, we're going to call it MS. She was a victim of MS by proxy. However, the doctor never really reported her case to authority because he believed he didn't have enough evidence to prove it. Um... But in 2009, an anonymous report was made to authorities stating the, that Dee Dee's account of Gypsy's ailments had no medical basis, um, which, in fact, they did send out two caretakers to visit their home and see if, you know, anything was fine. But, of course, uh, Dee Dee convinced them there was nothing wrong. She brought out her charming side, uh, which is very similar to the Ted Bundy case and how his ex-girlfriend... Um, told the cops, told the authorities that, you know, I think he might be the serial killer killing all these women, you know, but they didn't believe her, um, which honestly could have saved so many women's lives, but, you know, and if they had just, if the doctor would have acted on it or these caseworkers would have seen that something was wrong, she, this whole thing would have had happened, and her mother would have been in jail, and she would have had to live. She would have gotten to live her normal, or live her teenage years in some bit of normalcy. Uh, it would have been completely normal because she had suffered um, years of abuse since she was born. Fourteen years of abuse, which is absolutely hor- horrific. I can't imagine that. Um, but as uh, Gypsy did grow older, Dee Dee lied about her age going as far to alter the dates on Gypsy's birth certificates to make her daughter seem younger. But, you know, as it comes, teenagers are hard to control, so Dee Dee did have a little bit of trouble. But I want to know, what did she do to alter the dates on her birth certificate? Because birth certificates are, like, a federal thing. Like, they're legal documents, and I just have no clue how she was able to get away with that i mean unless she like because she was a nurse so like unless she was able to you know steal blank birth certificates i highly i have no clue how she did that i mean someone who's a bad person dude he's pretty smart i'm not saying she's a good person i'm saying she's like smart because she went through all of this to you know 
just to stop her scam from being uh, brought out. Um, but in 2011, Gypsy tried to get away from her mother by running away with a man she had met at a science con- science fiction convention. Because Gypsy did like going to these convention, like I, conventions, and like I said, she did have charity sponsored events. She did go to. Um, Dee Dee did track them down uh, via mutual friends that uh, she had had. And she convinced the man that Gypsy was, in fact, a minor. But here's the kicker. I want you to guess how old Gypsy was. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. She was 19. She was 19. So she was, in fact, a legal adult. But her mother had convinced the man she was a minor. And when they got home, you know... It's like when you get in trouble and you know you're going to get a beating at home. Um, Duty smashed Gypsy's computer and physically restrained her to the bed after they returned home. And Gypsy has also stated that her mother would sometimes hit her and deny her food, which is absolutely terrifying because it really lets you know that MS syndrome, like MS, is for show. I mean... If she really wanted the praise, she wanted the praise in public, but behind doors, she was just straight abusive. Um, Jessie did eventually manage to get back online. She joined a Christian dating site where she met um, her soon-to-be boyfriend, Nicholas Godijan. She had told him the truth about her mother's actions and how she wasn't really sick and she was perfectly fine, perfectly healthy. And... You know, as time went on, she did ask uh, Godijan to kill uh, or to help kill uh, Didi uh, so that they could be together, which did end up happening in June in 2015 when Gypsy was about, I'd say, 23 years old. He came to her house and stabbed Didi while Gypsy waited, ears covered in the bathroom, and... You may be wondering, why didn't she help? Um, we'll get to that later. Gypsy and Go to John returned to his home in Wisconsin, where they found where they were found by police. And you may be wondering, how? How did they get fined? Well, Gypsy may have been, may have had the same mental capacity or intelligence as her age, but she had posted on Facebook uh twice not once but twice that she shared with her mother the facebook account she had shared with her mother and wrote that b word is dead she then later explained that she made the post because she wanted her mother's body to be discovered and for it to be found uh and a lot of people when they found out about this story uh they wondered why gypsy went as far to kill her and their mindset was well if you could walk just expose her just stand up in public go to the mall and just stand up and be like hey people i can walk my mother is scamming you but gypsy um had been conditioned with you know with 23 years of abuse she had been conditioned to think no one would believe her i mean when you're in that kind of environment for 23 years since you were born you know and you just think that no one's going to believe you. Um, 
Gypsy did say a quote, I couldn't just jump out of the wheelchair because I was afraid and I didn't know what my mother would do. I didn't have anyone to trust, end quote, which is pretty explainable. Because when her mother found out she was online, she, you know, beat her and didn't feed her and tied her up to the bed and smashed her computer. I mean, I personally would have stayed in my wheelchair because to think what would happen at home is absolutely terrifying to me. Um... The fact was, at the end of the day, Gypsy was had spent her entire life being controlled and monitored by her mother. She didn't go to school. Um, Gypsy, Gyp, like I said, Gypsy did have the mental capacity or mental intelligence. Um, she had the normal uh, mental intelligence. Um, but Dee Dee told everyone that her daughter had, you know, the mental age of seven. Uh, and when she was, like I said, out in public, she would squeeze her hand. And to just tell her, you know, be quiet. Um, then uh, Dr. Mark Feldman, an expert in Mockinson syndrome by proxy, said um, of Gypsy's uh, life and actions, quote, the control was total in the same sense that the control of a kidnapped victim sometimes is total. Her daughter was, in essence, a hostage. And I think we can understand the crimes that occurred subsequently in terms of a hostage trying to gain escape. End quote. Um, as Gypsy's medical records documented the abuse, she had been subjected to her lawyer. Um, well, as her medical records showed that the abuse that she had been subjected to, uh, her lawyer was able to arrange a plea deal for the charges she had faced in Dee Dee's death um, in 2016. Gypsy pled guilty to second degree murder. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison, though she'll be eligible for parole beginning in 2024, which is in three years now. And Gota John was found guilty of first-degree murder in 2018 and was sentenced to life in prison because he, in fact, did go through planning and he was the one who actually murdered her. Um, Gypsy had stated that it was only after Dee Dee's death that she realized the extent of her... Um, mother's deception gypsy didn't know that she could walk and eat regular food but she had she believed she had leukemia this whole time she had believed she had cancer but it has been proven that you know she's healthy she says that she enjoys more freedom in prison than in the life she shared with dd Dee Dee. however um she did do an interview with dr phil she was glad she was asked if she was glad her mother was dead um but she said that you know, she said, quote, I'm glad that I'm out of that situation, but I'm not happy she's dead, end quote. Uh, I feel like, oh, well, my final thoughts on this situation is I feel as though Gypsy should not be in jail. I feel as though this is um, a perfect example of someone being abused and they're just trying to get out of an abusive situation. And, you know, she killed her abuser. And, you know, to go through 23 years of that experience and really be alone, in a sense. Um, I feel like she thought that her only way out was murder, which, you know, is really sad. But I feel as though, you know, we should show some sympathy. But uh, I feel as though at least she's happy that she's out of that situation. And I'm, I feel like prison is a lot better than what she had to go through at home. Anyways... That is the end of today's podcast. I hope all of you enjoy and you really like uh, today's 
podcast um the next episode might be i'm still debating is between the chris watts case and jeffrey dahmer so please let me know which case you guys want to watch next i want to which case you guys want me to talk about next i will be doing both but i'm just really hesitant on which one i should do next thank you guys so 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 much for listening to my chaotic podcast and i will see you guys next time bye